2: It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
3: Time for the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Keeping it real. Over the last couple of decades here on 680 The Fan. Hopefully your President's Day Monday is going well. And uh, we're working today. Got DT in the house, ready to get to work. Where's Road Dog? Still trying to get over that Saturday loss to Alabama.
4: My goodness. I haven't seen many stompings like that in college basketball. I don't watch as much college basketball as I used to, but man. Good Lord.
3: And we had a lot going on this weekend. Doesn't mean it was entertaining, in my opinion. We had a lot of things going on, which allows us to have plenty of content on this 42-minute content. A one-hour show, 42 minutes of content. And we're going to fill it today. Let's get started. Bucks Big Take. The Great American Race was set up for a fantastic finish, and I love those. And then the modern-day overtime rules wrecked any chance of that going down. Am I the only one that dislikes this format? Remember when we used to get a race to the finish line? Well, not anymore. The 65th Daytona 500, well, that was a letdown. Kyle Busch took the lead with two laps to go, standing up in front of the TV monitor man ready for the fantastic finish. Bush trying to win this race for the first time after uh, two day, uh, decades of trying. And then, boom, some dude wrecks in the back. We get a restart. A huge wreck takes out half the field. And then on another restart, Stenhouse wins because he's leading at the moment of caution. Man, that stinks. Not for Stenhouse, he broke a 199-race, five-year winless streak. Admit it, race fans, you were let down by the ending just like me. You miss the good old days when the good old boys raced to the finish line on the final five to ten laps without anybody wrecking. Now the winner is crowned in the great American race. At the moment of caution. Are you kidding me? Or am I just crazy? We don't have a NASCAR expert, though, here in the morning time here at
4: 680 The Fan. I was looking around the sales team. Nobody's an expert. We've only got a couple throughout the station, I'm afraid. But they they kind of changed those rules. I'm no, nowhere near NASCAR. Yeah, the modern-day overtime Right, where they rules. Have, they've gone to the overtime with the green-white checker, and they, they did that, what, once or twice? Because I'm like you, I, or I don't know about everybody. I didn't watch the entire race. I just tuned in for the end there. But that, yes, that's how, what I always do. And that's how the Daytona, or at least ever since I've been watching it for the last 15, 20 years, that's how it always seems to end. It's basically just... Stay in it. Don't get in the big one for the the, the few big crashes. And no, then, they they have the big crashes every time. That's now. what I'm saying. But now and now, but then once you get to the those last few restarts, it's it's every man for himself. It's, well, just, it's just craziness. Those those restarts are. They've nuts got to come up with a better format than what we've got right I now. Thought the green white checker was good, but yeah, I guess I don't understand why that didn't go to a double overtime because I guess they had completed enough of the lap. that Yeah, NASCAR... and they're selling it
3: now today on these national. Uh, outlets has, uh, you know, one of the greatest things ever. The, the, the longest Daytona 500 was, race in the history. It was long. Yeah, as if that means anything. Yeah. And I want to see a race to the finish line. It was exciting. Without because the pile-up wrecks that go on.
4: Yeah, we got a couple of decent re- uh, restarts, but then the actual variant. It was kind of like the Super Bowl. Just the, the actual very end of it was, was not very compelling. Yeah, there's some other things going on. Let's uh, talk about those things.
3: Let's find out what's poppin'. Yeah, the XFL kicked off, and man, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't sit down and watch it, but, you know, flipping through the channels, I saw the Seattle Sea Dragons, and I heard the name June Jones mentioned. and I said, I'm going to watch a little bit of the Sea Dragons. See what June Jones is up to. Well, they took the L.
4: Lost to the D.C. Defenders. Is so he still running that same offense from? Uh, the shoot and poop? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's one of so what thought. they call it. <laughs> That's sure. I believe yeah, it was. the run and shoot. I think it was shoot. the run and shoot. The run What
3: it. am I thinking about here? And did you see uh, A.J. McCarron has resurfaced? Very yeah. Very exciting. I mean, A.J. McCarron's back in the middle of it, man. He completed 18 passes in a row, two touchdown passes in the last 85 seconds, and got the game-winning touchdown as he led the Battle Hawks, the Battle Hawks, to a season-opening win. The St. Louis Battle Hawks take down the San Antonio Brahmas. I bet Carlos Medina was upset
4: with that one. I was kind of cheering for thats that. Isn't that Heinz-Ward's team? I think, I think San Antonio Hines, Braves? I believe he's the coach of that team, yeah. so I'm kind of cheering for Heinz-Ward. Have you picked out your favorite XFL team yet, Buck?
3: Not yet. I'm going to need a little more time gotta on that. you got to keep scouting them, I see. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more time. I, I do like the audio you're able to get from what's being said.
4: I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, you get yeah. some play calls and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're offering up something. We're not getting in the NFL. What did you think of the kickoff? Did you get a chance to see one of those? Yeah, I did like that. Okay.
3: Where they line up five yards from each I, other. I didn't hate it. Yeah. And then they wait for the return man to catch it, and then then you can start running and
4: blocking. I mean, it does avoid, I mean, you know, we shouldn't have guys any, running like 40 yards yard straight into each other. I right. think we've learned our lesson that, that we we'd like to avoid that, right? No doubt.
3: And then I was uh, also checking out the NBA All-Star Game as uh, Team Antetokounmpo takes down Team LeBron, 184 to 175. And at the risk of sounding like an old man, I hate the format. You know, and I dislike, too, where they lined up like 15 minutes before game time. They uh, lined up, and it was this As if you were at the playground and selecting your team. Okay, I'll take him. All right, who are you taking? Oh, you're going to take him? Well, I'm taking him. I mean, that's 15 minutes before the game starts. Uh, Jason Tatum knocking down uh, 55 points in the game. He's your most valuable player. In a game that I could have scored
4: 20 wide-open lanes, wide-open layups, Buck. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, hey, go ahead and take it to the rack, man. Jason uh, gave us a little play. He gave us the three-pointers, and he gave us some cool dunks. So well, I did it like it where uh, he and Brown were going one-on-one that against was kind each of, other. of fun. I think they pushed it a little too long, but, yeah, it was still fun.
3: Donovan Mitchell uh, throwing it down in front of the home folks. Yes, yeah, good seeing Cobb alone. Did you
4: see that at halftime? They honored LeBron. They did we got to see the uh, the original mailman? Yeah. My man Kareem Abdul Jabbar, top three leading scores in the history of the game all together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and LeBron went around. They, you know, kissing the
3: king is what they were doing with that one. Now I did not know the music artist uh, that were playing also at halftime.
4: Yeah, I actually didn't know the time. I do know. I've heard of Post Malone. He was doing the pregame. I at least am aware of him. I didn't. know Well, that's my
3: man, Post Malone. Yeah, you probably. He's uh, all tatted up all over
4: that body. You know more Post Malone than I do, Buck.
3: But yeah, the artist at halftime. I had no idea who that who that was. I don't think many people did. But uh, yeah, the NBA All Star game's come and gone, and our Atlanta Hawks. Back on the scene, coming up on Thursday, as we finish out the season,
4: losers! Did you get anything out of uh, All-Star Saturday night? Three-point contest? Uh, no, I was busy Saturday uh, okay. night. You might have missed a little bit, Buck. It was fun. 3 contest
3: was enjoyable. Kelly and, uh, and I made the trip over to Starkville, Stark Vegas to see Audrey. It was her birthday last week, so we had to take her some birthday presents. Nice. And we took in the Mississippi State baseball game on Saturday.
4: Now, do they have the cowbells there at the baseball
3: field as well? Uh yeah, they do a little of that. Okay. Not not as much as the football game. Just curious. There were over 15,000 people there, though. That is the best baseball atmosphere outside of Major League Baseball anywhere in the country, without without question. No doubt. If you are a baseball fan, college baseball fan, you got to check that off the bucket list, man. You will be amazed. And there's some beer being knocked down too during the games. I, spent, I did spend uh, most of the time yesterday when we returned home checking out the finish to the what I used to call the LA Open. I'm not sure what
4: they're calling it. I think yeah, that's what everybody called it. That's the what Genesis it Genesis
3: Invitational, yes. Blue. What are you talking about?
4: Get that corporate sponsor in there, Buck. Uh, got to see tiger woods for four
3: days i enjoyed that i mean uh, we've got to take it while we can get it he's only going to play try to play the four majors next time we see him will probably be the masters and maybe one or two other events but great seeing him uh playing out in la played four rounds finished one under par i mean that's legit Keith Mitchell, too, continues to play great golf, former Georgia Bulldog, former member of uh, Team blue that took down Team Kincaid one year in the Buck and Kincaid Golf Classic, put on by 680. The fan Mitchell is, is playing great golf, man, 12 under par, top five finish as the tour heads back to Florida, and the Honda, where he's already won there. Keith Mitchell, man, so impressed, but not as impressed as we are with John John Rahm, 10th career win. My goodness. He's got five victories in his last nine starts worldwide. He's got three wins before March, which is rarely done. Number one in the world took home a check of 3.6 million dollars. And after the round, Rom was talking about this is one of the great lessons in life. You can outwork people. Listen at Rom. I've been extremely disciplined my
4: whole career but uh, right now i'm seeing the dividends of a lot of the hard work over the years right so it's um just keep doing the small things and uh and keep enjoying and having fun obviously when you're playing good it's really fun and when you're winning tournaments extremely fun but gotta enjoy the tough moments as well so you know try to take it all in and like i said just keep doing the little things properly every day and hopefully keep putting myself in in the in position to win. Yeah, hard
3: work pays off, man. You can outwork the competition.
4: I think where he has done, it, where we all know. If you look at John Rom, it's no surprise that he bombs the ball. He's a big, big, strong yeah, guy. So
3: accurate with it,
4: but, but he puts it where he needs to be. But really, he's done. He's uh, Seve Ballesteros, a big, big influence on him. This John Rom from Spain, he's worked a lot on that short game, buck, and the touch he shows around the greens is just fantastic.
3: Yeah, Seve had nine career wins. Yeah, that's number ten for John, right? But Seve didn't play as much over here in the states as Rom is playing. Yeah, so that in it, mind. Yeah,
4: five of those wins, wins are major tournament wins, by the way. So yeah, pretty pretty impressive from Seve.
3: Rom, though, when you're talented and you're outworking the competition, great things are going to happen. What a great life lesson! If you're paying attention, and you know, tried to copy his swing off the tee, especially trying to limit the taking the club back too far. And you see him, it looks like he takes it back to about,
4: you know, 9 a.m. on the clock and just stripes it. Yeah, he and Tony Fino both in a... Look, if there's one swing I want to replicate that I saw this weekend, it's Keith Mitchell's, man. Yeah, he has the sweetest swing. Lights out. Maybe on tour. Congratulations to Keith. My former partner on Team
3: Baloo. doing a great job. Hey, you can listen to The Fan multiple ways, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that Fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Let them wow you up there in Coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online. Think of Beaver Coming of Toyota. We appreciate them. And that's what's going on out there. We're coming back on the other side. as I'm living up to the promises I'm making on this show. We're coming back talking Braves baseball. And we're doing it every day this month. And next month and the month after that and the month after that and the month after that. Hopefully all the way back into the postseason as we hopefully make another run at the World Series. It's the Buck Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back.
3: Monday on the Buck Baloo show here on the fan 680 and 937. appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday 10 to 11 and if you blink and miss it well we've got the show podcast you can check out anytime anywhere a lot of people doing that these days and we've got an invitation man why don't you come out and uh, tee it up first big golf tournament of the year 680, the fans' chili dip open, benefiting first-team Metro Atlanta. and a tee off Friday, March 10th at 12 noon. And, yeah, it'll be a shotgun start, just like the uh, live golf, like they've got going. I don't think we're trying to copy them. Your foursome includes green fees at one of the Metro Atlanta's finest golf courses, post-round trophies. Well, yeah, if you win, you expect to get a trophy, right? Probably a bottle of liquor. Great raffle prizes and, of course, all the chili you can eat. Love that. Don't miss out on the first big golf tournament of 2023 here in Atlanta. Book your foursome today at golfnow.com or at bearsbestatlanta.com. We're giving you a choice. Get signed up. Chili dip open. Brought to you by Bears Best, Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, Hennessy Jaguar, Land Rover, Gwinnett, Kroger, Beaver Toyota, Anderson Power Services, and Tito's Handmade Vodka. DT, you going to play in the Chili Dip?
4: Uh, not likely, Buck, but we'll see. Maybe yeah, I'll be around. I'm playing. What I, yeah, well, you always get to play. A fun track, too. That's a that's a fun place yeah, to play. Yeah, I call that my home track. Bear's oh, Best. Okay, yeah. Swanee. Great okay. practice facility. Absolutely,
3: Yeah. Ian Grimwade uh, does a a great job managing the complex. Uh, Super nice people, awesome golf course. Nicholas's top 18 hole designs on the east coast of the United States. There's one in Vegas, too, that is also awesome. Well, that's the beauty of it. You get a lot of different types of holes to play on that course. So A lot of fun. Just love it. Absolutely love it. And, uh, man, I made a promise to the uh, people out listening to the show that, by golly, in the month of February, we're talking Braves baseball every single day. It's
2: time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys.
3: HaugLawGroup.com. All right, Braves storyline number 14. Today, number 14. And look, DT, this is it's not a... Uh, Disrespecting the Ace Max Freed. But there's so many interesting, compelling storylines. I bump the Ace Max Freed down to number 14. So not
4: dissing him. Got great respect for this. Well, maybe that is a sign of respect. It's not a it's not a big question mark. We're not no, all we're not all worried about how's Max gonna perform. No, this we year. sure you are. You shouldn't be.
3: Fifth year in the rotation for Freed. Now, a year ago, he was a runner-up in the Cy Young voting in the National League. 30 starts, went 14-7, and 7, 2.48. 21 of the 30 starts was quality, meaning he went six innings, gave up three earned runs or less. When Max Fried took the ball in the regular season, the team was 20-10. and 10. So when you hand the ball to Max and you're a Braves fan or a Braves player, we got a really good shot at winning today. And that is a really good feeling. This guy was smoking the opponents in June, July, August, and September. Laying down the law. Nobody was touching him. How about the last three seasons, his ERA 2.68, record 35 and 14. One of the top starters in Major League Baseball today. Maybe the top left-handed starter. Now the stuff. I've really grown to appreciate the stuff. Four quality pitches. You got the four-seam fastball sitting at 94. You got the plus-plus curve that bites like you've never seen at the plate. Throws that up there at 74. Slider at 87. Change up at 86. And Max Reed is the king, brother, of limiting hard contact. You don't see many guys squaring that ball up against Freed. Now let's get to the money situation. All right, he's in the fourth year of arbitration, third year of arbitration. He filed for $15 million and received a one-year $13.5 million deal. Next season will be his final year of arbitration. And he's going to make somewhere around $20 million next season. And then in 2025, he's a free agent. Gone. Yeah. And uh, look, market value for Max Fried, we're talking a six year contract for $140 million.
4: And it's not too outlandish to think that the Braves aren't going to be able to, aren't going to be in position to pick that up. Yeah, I'm getting to that here in just a second. <laughs> the attitude,
3: see. DTU would probably be a little your feelings would be hurt. Yeah. The fact sure, that, uh, sure. Anthopolis and the Braves have not signed him to a long term deal because Max Freed looks around and he says, you know what? Nobody's performed like I have over the last three years. And it seems like every other player is getting these long term deals. It's got to be frustrating for Max. Yeah. But I say his attitude is commendable. He doesn't have the long term deal. After two top five Cy Young finishes, after three gold gloves, an all-star appearance, a shutdown game in the World Series victory over the Astros. After doing all those great things, he still didn't have a long-term deal. But there's no animosity. He's not upset. He claims, look, this is just part of the process in baseball. Don't take offense to it. He likes the Braves organization hopes an extension will come his way, and he will stay in Atlanta if the offer is fair. Now, that said, it's reasonable at this point in time to expect that after 2024, after next season, that Max Fried will be moving on. Reasonable to assume that Anthopolis and the Braves will make a decision to not offer fair market value, six years, $140 million. And I would imagine their reasoning on that would be they don't want to do that to a guy that will be 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, and 36 during this six-year contract that would be market value. So enjoy Max this season and next season. And then again, it's reasonable to expect that Max Freed at that point in time will be moving on.
4: Yeah, Max one of my favorite players on the club. Buck, you know the, the best thing about Max. He's a pitcher, but he's a ball player. I wonder if he's one of the few pitchers that might actually miss hitting a little bit. Yeah, he's a great athlete. Running the bases. Yeah. I
3: mean, he could be a pitch runner. Miss pinch seeing hitter. Max out there. Yeah i tell you what else he is, and we've lost, like, the captain of the team in Freddie Freeman two years ago. We lost the captain of the team this past season, Dansby Swanson. And I look at Max Fried as a leader on this baseball team in 2023, and it could be we're going to lose him also. So, look, I know everybody looks at the stats and what they're doing as far as, you know, contributing on the field and the impressive numbers they're laying down, but... The leadership's huge, in my opinion. And he's one of the leaders on on this team. Tremendous competitor. I look at him as one of the top competitors. He and Dansby Swanson, those were one and two on the list at the end of last season as far as guys. They just love the competition, man. They embrace it. Bring it on, baby. I'm going to get the best of you. and I'm not going to sit around and brag about it. But I want you to come after me, man, because I'm taking you down. Love that attitude. Loved it with Dansby. Love it with Max Freed. So let's enjoy him this season and next, and then we'll uh, we'll be watching him move on. I'll tell you what's back here at the fan. Have you heard about the putt for the Porsche is back, and you can join the fan and Chuck Chuck and turn off this Thursday from two to six PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. For your chance to qualify sink a putt and win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta. Now, the finalist is also going to receive a Breitling Avenger watch from Brown & Company Jewelers, regardless of the putting outcome. And everyone who qualifies gets an M-Craft putter from Mizuno. I would love to have one of those without paying for it. PGA Tour Superstore gift cards and much, much more. For information, visit 680thefan.com. Qualify for your chance to putt for a Porsche. Thursday from 2 to 6, PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. Brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy, Porsche, North Atlanta, Brown & Company, Jewelers, and our great friends at Mizuno. You know, I hit Mizuno irons. As do I, Buck. I love them. Me too. Love them. Also love the top five. What do we do in NFL today?
2: Best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. the and It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at
4: AceHardware.com. Yeah, Buck, it's an NFL Top Five touch maybe on a little, yeah, little draft yeah. talk, a little off-season talk. We'll By touch the way, on. I bumped into this man in
3: uh, Publix yesterday. And he was, he was bragging on the top
4: five, man. He said he loves it. Everybody loves the top five. All man. right. Well, what, we got, what we got today? People clamoring for it. All right. Starting in the NFL, yeah. Geno Smith. Probably comeback player of the year in the NFL, right? But man, he what? was awesome. He was. What a story. Everybody wrote him off. Geno didn't write back, though, right? So... Should the Seahawks re-up Geno? Will he be in Seattle next year? Well, if you want to win. He's a winner, I mean, if you're like... looking to just a field a team and
3: cash a check, then you might want to go with Drew, Drew Lock. But if you want to mm. win, you got to go Geno, right? I mean, he led the team to the playoffs. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback, even though we didn't have a real game, recognized as a Pro Bowl quarterback. And he should be getting a contract of, say, three years, $100 million. That's what the market value is.
4: That's really not all that crazy for what the highest uh, quarterbacks are going for, yeah. I mean, what else do you have to do
3: to get one of these contracts? He, he performed, led the team to the playoffs. They had Geno Smith, he was legit last year. And the Seahawks are crazy if they don't re-up Geno Smith. Yeah, just a year removed from letting uh, Russell Wilson get out of town. I mean, what does the fan base say when you say, well, you know, we're going to pass on signing this guy that led us to the playoffs and he recognized as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. We're just going to pass on him. We, I tell you what, we're going to go with Drew Locke. What is the fan base going to say? They're going to say uh, our
4: front office is crazy. Not in Pete we trust, no? All right. Well, or we'll prejudice. Keep an eye on uh, Gino in off offseason. All right, some uh, some coaching moves, Bucks. What are your thoughts on Eric Benemy finally taking over an offense? He's he's headed up to Washington.
3: I think I was talking about this on Friday. I believe you were. When I was saying it would be a mistake to take that job. Now, they've named him assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, so he'll be game planning and calling the plays, which he doesn't do in Kansas City under Andy Reid. You see, you got Ron Rivera as the head coach, and he is a defensive mind. So he needs somebody to run the offensive side of the ball. Now, here's the problem. Eric Bieniemy is going to a place where they're going to have a new owner. Chances are the new owner's going to clean house. So what what happens if that that happens after one year on the job?
4: Now you're back in the job market? They haven't I mean, really had a chance to prove yourself is which is basically the whole point I of mean, this. What are be we going to give you one year to prove yourself and then
3: you could be gone?
4: Well, new ownership uh, can't be any worse than the old ownership. I think, I think
3: it's a mistake by Eric Ben. I mean, he was in a great place in Kansas City. Yeah, maybe. can with the best quarterback in the world today, working for a head coach that loves him,
4: and now you're going to Washington. It just to me it doesn't make any sense. They were happy to name uh, Charles Nagy the. Uh, the head coach-in-waiting out there in Kansas City right when me, me was out the door. So We'll keep an eye on that as well, Buck. Some other off-the-field coaching news. This one uh, kind of raises an eyebrow. Rex Ryan interviewing in Denver for to be uh, Sean Payton's defensive coordinator. Is that a good fit? What do you think of that? Well, he's been out of the game for, I guess, not that long. Yeah, six, six years, years. he's been out of the game. <laughs> It's been six talking a years, lot. man. That's a long time to be away. Uh, Isn't I crazy? I don't even remember him coaching at Buffalo. That, that that must have been pretty forgettable. Well, he didn't have the white teeth then. Oh, yeah. He's got them
3: big old chompers. Man, it? he's got the chiclets now. Those things are the whitest things I've ever seen. But it could be a good job for him. I mean, the ego that Sean Payton has and the ego that Rex Ryan has, those two big egos might be able to coexist.
4: Because you got Peyton running the offense. you got Ryan running the defense. If this happens, I'm going to have a new team to cheer. I've already got a team to cheer against out there in Denver. But if this happens, it's even more. He has a Falcons
3: guy. I would think a lot of people want to see him lose. Uh, he has claimed, though, he would not go back into the uh, coaching in the NFL unless it's the perfect fit for him. Because he loves doing that, that uh, greenie show in the morning on
4: ESPN. I can't argue. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Sean Payton, but that does seem like a pretty good fit. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Greenie either. Yeah, <laughs> neither is Golik.
3: But he said it's going to take a, a perfect offer for him to leave that show where he can show off those white teeth. But look, it, it, it sounds like they, uh, Vance Joseph reportedly interviewed for the defensive coordinator job over the last couple days. The interview went eight hours with Vance Joseph. What could you talk about for eight hours? Maybe they stopped
4: in the middle and watched, like, The Godfather or something. We'll keep an eye on this one. Well, uh, yeah, if I was Rex Ryan, I'd just hang out with Sam Ponder all day. I think I'd be perfectly happy to do that. But, Buck, will move to the Falcons. I'll just ask you straight the up. The Falcons? But, yeah, you remember, we have an NFL Woo! team. We have an NFL team here in, in Atlanta as well. And they own the number eight pick in this year's draft. Buck, just going to ask you straight up. What do they do? It It ate? That's where they currently sit. Yeah. Um,
3: well, they're probably going to take a big receiver. That's been the uh, that's been the trend. It huh? seems uh, more than a little bit crazy. I mean, didn't we do that the last two years? I believe so. Uh, so they're not taking Jalen Carter. He's a Georgia player. So they're, even if he was available, they would pass Cross on him. Him
4: off then.
3: You know, if it was me, I'd be taking a cornerback. Uh, this cornerback class is loaded up. So you might be able to get one later. But why not take the first cornerback off the board? You need somebody off uh, opposite of A.J. Terrell. Get started on correcting this defense. Right now, the uh, quarterback comes up to the line. and says, uh, okay, where's A.J. Terrell? All right, I'm going to throw on the other side of the field. So let's get that corrected. All right, you got a choice of any cornerback in the draft at eight. So take Keely Ringo off the board. He's a former Georgia player. Ineligible. They they would not. Yeah, that that makes him ineligible to play for the Falcons. (laughs) So I don't know. uh, Christian Gonzalez, maybe the kid from Oregon, uh, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Whoever the Falcons and all those former general managers they have
4: decide on. I would take that cornerback. Now, we've been talking about rebuilding the trenches for years now, Buck, so none of these defensive yeah, we, linemen well, are well, offensive it's pretty linemen. pretty obvious we're not going to do that. So you just they, assume. Yeah, we you we a must
3: think up there at base camp for the Falcons, we're playing seven on seven. Skill players, skill yeah.
4: players, all skill so players. A corner, I would say. Well, speaking of um, guys in the trenches from the draft, talking about Georgia Bulldogs, where do you think Broderick Jones will end up going in the draft? Well, not
3: as a Georgia, Georgia man, Bulldogs. I hope he goes to a place that he would be able to thrive.
4: Remember you know? how me- I remember you uh, w- really hoping that AJ Green would not end up a bangle. and uh, yeah, and that's happen. exactly what we got. We've got a lot, a lot of Georgia Bulldogs that got up there to yeah, the Bengals have changed, though. but yeah, now it's now it's a good place to go. huh? They got Joe Burrow. Well, yeah, what about Broderick Jones?
3: Uh, I would hope he would go to like say the Los Angeles Chargers. They could use him, yeah. Protect Justin Herbert. That would be 21st, I think, in the draft. He's going to, best I can tell, he's probably going to blow up the combine. But look, he's a tremendous pass uh, pass blocker. Does a good job in the run game. Dependable. A lot to like about Broderick Jones. I hope he goes to a place like the Chargers where they need to protect their quarterback. This would be a great place for him. on
2: 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
3: Yeah, man, we got a big trip coming up. We're celebrating our 30th anniversary here at 680 The Fan, and we want you to get qualified for our big spring training promotion. Listen each day between 6 and 8, and when you hear that Braves home run sounder, and the Braves score, that's your cue to be the sixth caller and get qualified to win the Braves Beach and Brew trip. Hey, you never know. I mean, it might be coming up here in just a moment. We're going to qualify 30, 30 listeners, with a shot to win the weekend stay at the Wyndham Grand on Clearwater Beach. Man, that'd be awesome. Tickets to the Braves versus Pirates game where you're going to spend a whole inning in the booth with the Braves announcers. Plus, we're going to give you an $800 Delta uh, Delta gift card, $100 to spend on whatever it is you want to spend on, and a pair of home opener tickets here at Truist Park. To get qualified, stay tuned to 680 to fan all week long and listen for the sounder. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, we're celebrating big here at 680 The Fan. Let's get to the roundtable. The Fan is proud to be
2: the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, dead get in there, cut. Dog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
3: All right, a big shout-out to one of my favorite Bulldogs that moved on to the National Football League. And now he's in the coaching profession, Thomas Brown. He could squat the building back in the day. And he's the new Carolina Panthers, or as I call him, the Charlotte Panthers offensive coordinator, leaving the L.A. Rams to take this job with the uh, Charlotte Panthers. 10th all time, as far as the Georgia Rushers go. Uh, RBU, as a lot of people call it in this area, Thomas Brown. Now, I hope they lose to the Falcons when we play the Panthers. But other than that, man, I'm I'm hoping to see Thomas Brown flourish. Great dude, awesome running back, and obviously a, a pretty good coach. Be now uh, helping Frank Reich run that Panthers offense. All right, that's the good news. The bad news is this: Did you see George on Saturday? The basketball men's basketball team. Holy cow, Alabama! dismantled the Georgia basketball team 108 to 59. And I believe it's the worst Georgia men's basketball loss since 1959. I kid you not. The Tide had a higher percentage shooting threes than the Dogs did at the free throw line. 47 to 43%. They out-rebounded the Georgia Bulldog basketball team 49-26. to Embarrassing. The worst loss since 1959. That's got to sting. Bulldogs return to the court. They're out in Arkansas coming up tomorrow night. They're now 16-11, and 6-8 in the SEC. We'll come back with another exciting segment. A little college football nugget for you coming up next. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster.
1: Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.
5: Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy. Celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
3: Stay monday here on the buck Baloo show the fans, 680 and 937. do you hear that sounder look at the phone lines light up good luck with that got another busy week here on the show a lot going on including all that braves talk we're going to be doing in the days to come well, you can count on one thing on this show, man. We're going to find a way to fit in some college football big time.
2: Mmm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
3: Yeah, we're going to have spring football getting cranked up here soon. you count on us to be all over that, too. Big quarterback competition going on at Alabama. And at Georgia, we'll be on both of those topics. Today, though, let's talk about LSU, as Max Howell used to say on the station. You don't remember Max? How could you forget about Max Howell? All right, LSU's quarterback situation. Jaden Daniels has decided he's coming back, so he's QB1. Boy, he put up a really good season a year ago, leading LSU to the SEC championship game. Where they went down and went down hard to Georgia. And I tell you, Jaden Daniels, I uh, really like his skill set. Like his game. He can throw it, he can run it. Found a home there in Baton Rouge last season. But then what about Garrett Nussmeyer? SEC title game, he came in for Daniels, who had that high ankle sprain, and put up some big numbers against that Georgia defense. I'm sure you were paying attention. Garrett Nussmeyer now is QB2? So here are the things that could happen to Nussmeyer coming into the season. Behind door number one, he's the backup to Jaden Daniels. And you see him get some garbage cleanup time. All right, behind door number two. He gets playing time in a two-quarterback system. Hmm. Most coaches don't like doing that. Behind door number three, Jaden Daniels has blocked him from becoming the QB1 in Baton Rouge. So he transfers after spring football practice. Hmm. Boy, that'd be a big story. Or behind door number four, he wins that QB1 job. He knocks off Jaden Daniels. And he emerges coming into the year as the number one quarterback at LSU. Uh, I think maybe three would be the way to go. He sticks around through the spring practice, see what's going to happen. And if it's determined that Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy and that Nussmeyer would be a backup that did not play very much, He's got three years of eligibility left. He transfers. Because there's some teams out there that need a quarterback. A legitimate, talented, highly skilled quarterback. Like Alabama. Who's going with a couple of greenhorns. Wouldn't that shake it up? Wouldn't that be a huge story? Nussmeyer leaves LSU and he goes to the rival... Alabama and steps in immediately providing them with a legitimate proven option at the quarterback position that'd be crazy man it would be people criticizing Kelly down there in Cajun country they allowed this to happen they would probably try to convince him look you're the backup we're going to play you a lot so don't be transferring don't get that out of your mind we're going to play you a lot. Promises, promises, right? Keep an eye on this situation. Well, we will, and we'll let you know, you know, what's really going on. We'll keep it real for you here on the Blue Show. Garrett Nussmeyer. You were impressed with him, DT, during the SEC title game. I mean, he came in and carved up that Georgia secondary. Made that score a little closer. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final
2: word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955.
3: All right, I want to invite you to check out my podcast, Bucks Beat. Episode 81 dropped, I think it was Thursday last week, and we're looking at some of the interesting, brave storylines with my man, Jeff Rancour. Talk about Grissom replacing Dansby, Sean Murphy taking over behind the plate the competition for the fifth starter spot between Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka, who's already being held back with a pulled hamstring. Also talk about the new closer, Rysel Iglesias. So uh, check out Buckspeed episode 81. You can find that wherever it is you find your podcast or go to the dot That's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You know, I pulled that up, and I took a look, and it says, uh, Join Buck, uh, friend, Frank joins him, episode 81, to talk about some of the rules changes. I never once mentioned there were we were going to discuss the rule changes. I mean, who came up with that? We're talking about some of the great storylines coming into the year. And check out all the other podcasts, too, that we have. Some of those, uh, you know, people start doing them, and then it's, I think they sort of stopped doing it. Anyway, that's going to do it for my show today. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Nick and Chris coming up live from Brave Spring Training. Stay tuned for that. I'm back tomorrow, 10 o'clock sharp for the Blue Show. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back.